It's all BS. Everything you're seeing on YouTube, every podcast you're listening to that's looking for your clicks, it's all BS. When it comes to the Big 12, ACC, merger, drama, rumor mill that is spiraling on Twitter, that is getting clicks and shares on social media, and is getting views on places like YouTube and listens on the podcast. And I'm just here to shoot it to you straight. That's what I do. That's how we built this brand for 10 years. We built it slow and steady and methodically and by gaining your trust at Heartland College Sports. By the way, I'm Pete Mundo. I'm just fired up uh, for the show because I'm sick of the nonsense. I'm sick of the BS and I'm sick of seeing it because people want their little sugar rush of clicks and views and we don't do that. That's not what our brand has ever been about at Heartland College Sports, and I am tired of it. I have talked to multiple Big 12 sources throughout the week, and they have all confirmed any talks about some kind of ACC Big 12 merger is not serious right now. It's not. But if you want me to come on here and talk about how great it would be to have Miami in the Big 12 and how cool that could theoretically be for a ACC merger with the Big 12, I guess if that kind of stuff gives you your jollies, I'll do it. But I know that's not what most of you want. I know that's not why you're here. Yes, you want opinions. You want analysis. But you want it when there's at least a kernel of potential truth to it. And there isn't when it comes to this Big 12 ACC nonsense. And that's what it is. I'd use another word. I want to use another word. But I've always done my shows family-friendly, FCC-friendly. I do radio, obviously, by day in Kansas City. So I'm used to keeping it clean. Sometimes I just want to rip off the Band-Aid for YouTube and the podcast. But you know what? It's in my best interest to keep it clean because what's going to happen is I'm going to start letting it rip here, and then I'm going to go on radio and let it rip there, and that's going to be a problem for me. So I'm not going to do that. But anybody, you know, in the wake of Florida State missing out on the college football playoff, there was all this conversation about how, whoa, the ACC, boy, you're going to have all these teams bailing for the Big 12. With all due respect to the Big 12, and I say this as a Big 12 guy, Nothing would have changed for Florida State had they been in the Big 12. Maybe their strength of schedule would have been a little bit better, but that's it. They were not getting in with the way things played out had they been in the Big 12. And of course, had they been in the Big 12, they would have played Texas for a Big 12 title theoretically, and they would have lost that game. So like, I don't know where all this stuff came from. I see it on Twitter. You see it on Twitter. I'm not going to name the Twitter accounts because you all know who they are. I get asked about them all the time. Is this guy legit? Is this real? Is that real? And I'm like, if people don't put their names to it, and I know there are certain anonymous Twitter accounts across news and sports and politics that have accuracy, but the majority don't. And... The notion that somehow Florida State missing out on the playoff by the committee last two weeks ago now was a push to go to the Big 12. Why? The ACC is going to have a guaranteed spot in the playoff starting next year when it goes to 12 teams. The story coming out of that, out of the playoff, is that 
The college football playoff should have been 12 teams this year. It was that dopey alliance between the Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12 that basically slowed the whole process down where they should have gotten the 12 teams this year. That's the story. There's no point in the ACC merging with the Big 12 right now when the ACC's all but guaranteed a spot in the college football playoff, the ACC champion is. So, like, this is all clickbait. And I haven't said anything about it for the better part of two weeks because I know you're smart as an audience. But I'm also sitting here pulling my hair out because I see these soy boy betas doing these little videos and, you know, oh boy, I'm going to get hundreds of thousands of views and clicks on this one. And fine, maybe you will. Maybe you will. But you're losing all credibility because it's nonsense. And unlike them, I actually have sources. Like, I actually talk to people who are in the know, who help make some of these decisions, and there's nothing to it. No matter how much any of us want to believe it, it's fun to talk about. Maybe next summer there'll be something there because the college football landscape is changing dramatically. But there's nothing there right now. I forgot to ask you, by the way, would you hit the thumbs up button if you're on YouTube? And of course, on the podcast, hammer that five star for me if you haven't yet. And um, also subscribe because those continue to help us on the algorithm side of things. So thank you guys as always for being here and for being a part of the show. Uh, Yeah, well, David puts up on YouTube here, the Big 12 can wait on when Florida State leaves. Well, here's the thing. I don't know if that's happening. There are rumblings that the Big 12, or I should say the SEC and the Big 10, are more interested in UVA and North Carolina over anybody else. That's intriguing. I'm just saying that's out there. So who knows what's going to happen? Right now, the ACC is strong enough to survive. Even if Florida State were to leave, even if Miami were to go somewhere, they have Notre Dame. As long as Notre Dame is there and willing to be an ACC member, half in, whatever you want to call them, the ACC is okay. And if I'm being straight with you, The ACC is in a better place than the Big 12. Now, I think the Big 12 is the third best conference when it comes to football, the best conference in basketball. But if you want to talk about having brands, the ACC technically has more brands than the Big 12. It's got, when it comes to prestige, when you have UVA, when you have UNC, uh, you have that, that, I mean, just below Ivy League level of prestige with those two universities. So you have some of that that you don't have as much of in the Big 12. Once again, I'm going to call it straight. I'm not going to sugarcoat any of this. I've never done it that way, and I never will. So I look at this, and I step back, and I say to myself, okay, what is this all about? No credible reporters have put their names to it. They're not going to do that right now because it's simply not true. But people are going to pop on YouTube and podcasts and spat off at the mouth, and they're going to put things on Twitter that get them shares and clicks, but there's nothing to it. Uh, John asks why my Texas sign on YouTube is right side up. John, you missed the last couple shows, brother. I said I would go right side up if they won the Big 12, and they won the Big 12. So there you go. Horns up. See, I can do it. I'm going to be pulling for them. Uh, Oh, boy. Yes, that's exactly right. 
Uh, we're getting to some of your questions here on YouTube. I'm just in the mood to let it rip and get to some of your questions. Uh, David says here, there's no value in the Big 12 merging with the ACC. Wake Forest, BC, SMU, Syracuse, and Cal, no thanks. Well, here's what would happen if, if that ever came to fruition. And I'm just doing the if thing to answer your question here, David. Essentially, it would be one big jumble of 20-some-odd teams. It wouldn't feel like a conference. You'd have pods. You'd basically play a round robin against your pod, and you'd have effectively three conferences in one. That's what it would be. But you're right. There's, there's no value right now to either side in doing this. There just isn't. We are a ways away from future TV deals. ACC's locked into the 2030s. Why would they join the big? Why does anybody need to join the Big 12 right now in the ACC? I mean, there's a little more money in the Big 12, not a ton more. And if you want to be in a place, you want to be, let's just call it like it is. There's a power two we're seeing shape up the Big 10 and the SEC. Now, I think they're going to be wildly overrated because ESPN is going to basically do their bidding, but they are going to have the most amount of money. We've seen now two Big 12 coordinators, KU and K-State, lose their guys for the same roles in the Big 10 and the SEC. KU lost its guy, um, and then, of course, K-State lost its guy to Texas A&M. So that's going to keep happening because they're going to have more money in those two conferences to spend on coordinators. So I expect that to continue. But the Big 12 is still in a very good place. They're going to make the playoff every year because you're going to have the guaranteed um, you know, top conference champions get in, and then you might have a chance at an at-large team every couple of years. I mean, that's the best case. The Big 12 is in a position, if they can get one team in the playoff every year, which they will, and let's say every other year they can land an at-large bid, that's a really good place and a really healthy place for this league to be. Now, it's going to be such a topsy-turvy conference. It might be difficult to get that second at-large because you're going to have to go, let's say, 12-1 and is your conference champion or 13-0, and I suppose, 12-1 and or 11-2. and uh, But then, basically, your team that's going to be an at-large team has to be... 12 and 1 or 11 and 2 at worst, but damn, those better be some good losses because you know this committee is still going to have major SEC bias and major Big Ten bias as well when it comes to its at large picks. See, everyone thinks like, oh, the committee's not going to be as biased, it won't be as messed up next year. No, it will be as messed up. It will just be messed up for teams 11, 12, 13, 14. Instead of now, it's 3, 4, 5, 6. That's the difference. That's why it's going to be the same slew of issues. And we know where ESPN is going to put its money. We know where they're going to be pushing things. We know who they're going to be cheering for deep down, whether they admit it or not. That's how this is all going to go. And that's how it's all going to play. So that's why I'm just sitting here. I'm just sitting back, rolling through it and saying, guys, pump the brakes. Don't believe the Twitter rumors. Think about it. Step back and ask yourself if it makes any sense. And the answer right now is it just doesn't. It just doesn't. 
Tyler says here, we're really the second best conference in the country. Top to bottom, the Big 12 is a better product than the Big 10 in football and in basketball. They might have more money, but outside of Michigan and Ohio State in football, nothing touches the Big 12. I Okay, I get it. Um, I'm trying to think of a good analogy. I mean, that's like saying, without Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, the Warriors are mediocre. Okay, but they have those guys, right? Or, hey, if the 90s Chicago Bulls, for those of you older, didn't have Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, they wouldn't have won six titles. Okay, yeah, but they did. You're right. There's more depth. I I agree with you there, Tyler. There's more depth in the Big 12. But as the Big 12 gets bigger, remember this too. The Big 12 is going to have some bottom feeders. I mean, if you look at the bottom of this league right now, and you look at last year, there was some bad football at the bottom of this conference. All right? Cincinnati, Baylor, uh, not any good. You know, uh, even you look at the mediocre teams. Houston wasn't any good. Uh, TCU had a rough season, lost to Colorado, who went 1-8 and eight in the Pac-12. So, like, as this conference gets bigger, I think Arizona State is going to struggle. They're going to have some bottom feeders, too. When the Big 12 was at its peak depth was, frankly, probably last year. Before the expansion, the last year of a true round robin for the Big 12 last season, when Kansas was getting better, that was the deepest the Big 12 was going to be. True round robin schedules for everybody, and Kansas was not an FCS program anymore. They were getting better under Lance Leipold. But now that you've got, you know, such a large conference, you got 16 teams, it's going to be different. It has to be different. It has to be the haves and the have-nots. Now, the Big 12 is not going to have the blue blood haves, but there are going to be some have-nots in this league. That being said, yeah, I would still put the middle of the pack of the Big 12 up against the middle of the pack in the Big 10. I agree with you there. But you can't just strip Ohio State and Michigan out of it and say, well, if you don't have those two, eh, they're not that good. Yeah, but they have those two. So we got to at least talk about them like that. Uh, Allen says, I just saw the SEC schedule a bunch of non-conference cupcakes. Yeah, although, hey, Texas has Michigan. You got to give them that. Uh, but, but to your point, Allen, yeah, the SEC is going to keep playing eight games which is the biggest scam going in college sports. The SEC playing eight conference games under the guise of, well, you know, we are the SEC. But yeah, I mean, you know, heck, look at uh, OU's non-con. Houston, Tulane, and they got Maine. I didn't even know Maine had a football team, did you? Did you guys know Maine had a football team? If you did, please, please tell me. Please raise your hands in the comments. Like, I, it's, it's ridiculous. The fact that the SEC still gets away with eight conference games remains the great scam in college sports. And nobody says a peep about it. The national guys, bear, there's a couple of them in fairness who do say a thing or two. But for the majority of the national college football guys, they don't say a word. They cover up for the SEC. And they're happy to do the league's bidding. Meantime, we're all sitting here like, are you guys serious? Eight conference games? And by the way, with the conference expanding like the way it is, once again, the SEC 
is going to have some softer skills as well. That's indisputable. So it's just one of those things. You got to sit there and you got to say to yourself, at some point, at some point, people are going to realize what the heck is going on. Derek on Facebook Live. Pete, the Big 12 will have lots of near-the-top teams every year. What does it take to be considered a blue blood long-term? Can that jump be made, or has the media already made their guys? It's a great question, Derek. Here's what I'll say to that. I don't think there can ever be a new blue blood in college football because the media has protected the same old blue bloods for two generations now. Tennessee football is not a blue blood. They've been viewed as a blue blood by some, but they're not a blue blood. They get treated that way in some circles. They have no business being one. Peyton Manning was 25 years ago. I don't think there's ever going to be a new blue blood. Like Clemson should theoretically come as close to being a modern-day blue blood as anybody, but the media has never really treated Clemson like a blue blood. And now that they're tripping a little bit under Dabo Sweeney, the media has basically rolled them under the bus. But they'll protect the blue bloods. They'll protect USC. USC has stunk for how long now? Go, I mean, you know, by USC standards... They've stunk for going on a couple of decades. Okay, they popped last year in year one under Lincoln Riley. But by blue blood USC standards, they have not been good in going on 20 years. They're still a blue blood. The media still treats them like a blue blood. That's not going to change. So I don't think there's going to be a day when we say, well, if you win, let's say, four Big 12 titles in six years, you're a blue blood. No, because the media is always going to thumb its nose at the Big 12. The Big 12 is never going to get the respect that it should. I guarantee you that. I know that. This website started at Heartland College Sports because I was watching this league, I was working in media, and I realized that this league did not get the credit or the attention that it deserved. And nearly 10 years later, nothing's changed. So I wish I had a better answer for you there, Derek, but it's a fantastic question to bring up. How does one become a blue blood? And the answer is not the one many want to hear. You can't become a blue blood. The media won't allow you to become a blue blood. Like if Clemson couldn't get there, I don't know whoever could. So, but fantastic question. Really good stuff there. Uh, Pete, I'm glad you're doing uh, this live stream. Hey, we we pop on the live stream, Carl, a couple times a week is the goal there. So uh, I, I we're doing this as much as we can at Heartland College Sports. We're always bringing you uh, the live streams when possible on YouTube. What we would ask you to do, if you haven't yet, subscribe to the channel, hit the thumbs up right now in the video if you're watching on YouTube Live. And for those of you on the podcast, as always, leave that rating and review. We appreciate you guys doing that and uh, being a part of the show. Elijah, some great questions rolling in tonight. Elijah, probably a bad idea, but what if the Big 12, ACC, and the Group of Five made an alliance? All right. Uh, uh, no, no more alliances. Elijah, come on, brother. No more alliances. We're done with those. Come on. Reform the BCS as their own subdivision with their own 
playoff and national championship and bowl games, never schedule any games with the Big Ten or the SEC. That would put pressure on media contracts because now the SEC and the Big Ten are playing against themselves over and over again with some FCS D2 games to boot. Elijah, I love you, brother. We do not want that. What happens then? The media narrative would only continue to further that it is a power two and that those are the best two conferences and there's no doubts about it. We want the Big 12 to play the SEC and the Big 10 when they're willing to schedule us and then beat them and prove that they're not the high and mighty, um, they're not the be-all, end-all, and there's a lot of good college football being played around the country. So we want to play them as much as possible. We want to prove that their media monopoly is all smoke and mirrors. That's what we want to do. And by the way, the Big Ten and the SEC, they're both going to be 16, right? That's 32 teams. The NFL is 32 teams. If the rest of college football is going to try to create an alliance to stick it to the Big Ten and the SEC, they'll create their own minor league football division or whatever you want to call it, and they'll be fine playing each other. The NFL works fine with 32 teams. So we don't want to give them the opportunity to do that. You see what I'm saying? We do not want to give the opportunity to do that. No way, no how. And yes, as Scott points out here, the alliance is what the Pac-12 did with the Big Ten, and we all saw how that worked out. So let's definitely not go down the road of any kind of alliance. Allen says next year Houston has to beat Oklahoma. You're right. And good point, Ed. Uh, the Big Ten's going to be 18 teams, not 16. So yes, very good point. Another reason to make sure that uh, we don't go down that road. Pete, what's your take on the Big 12 shifting media days to Las Vegas? Could you see your mark doing a fan fest at the end of media days? Should the Big 12 rotate media days amongst Big 12 cities? So I mentioned this on my show the other night. I'm not a fan of it. I would not cede ground in North Texas to the SEC. The SEC is having its media days at the Omni Hotel in Dallas next year. Um, the Big 12 is bailing on AT&T Stadium going to Vegas. They say it's because of scheduling issues at AT&T Stadium. You do have the MLB All-Star Game there next July, but I don't like the move. You want to get as many media people to your media days as you possibly can. That should be the only goal. Now, if your mark is thinking about incorporating a fan fest, that's cool. That's different. That opens up potential uh, experiences for fans. But still, how many fans are going to do it? And by the way, what do they get out of it? You get to meet me as I'm, you know, sweating in Vegas, uh, wrapping up media days, trying to hit a pool party and grab a cold beer, I, like, and maybe play a round of blackjack. Like, I, I mean, I, and I'd love that. If you guys want to come out to Vegas and hang out with us, I mean, you know, our crew, the Heartland College Sports crew, we're going to be acting like it's the hangover. It might get a little out of hand. I'm just going to throw it out there now in case our coverage is lacking next year. And as the guy that foots the bill for the company, by the way, I'm already dreading it. I have lost sleep over it this week. <laughs> so uh, you know how I feel. But I don't think bouncing media days around is really all that interesting unless there's some kind of fan element. Because ultimately, the only goal of media days should be to get as much media attention and press coverage as you can. And I know a lot of guys who are not going to go to Vegas. 
with larger outlets and smaller outlets because of cost. It's much more expensive to get guys from the middle of the country to Vegas than the Dallas. So, uh, <laughs> uh, oh gosh. Uh, Jim asks, couldn't your market put media days where the Mavericks play? Now, I'm in Kansas City. I'm a little shaky on the geography, but I think where the SEC media days was going to be or is going to be is like right around the corner from where the Mavericks play. Um, so I, I don't think that would have made a lot of sense. I also don't know. Maybe there was, you know, concerts or whatnot in the arena. So I'm not, and who knows? Maybe there's beef with Mark Cuban. I I, I don't know. Um, but uh, you're right to ask the question. Listen, here's the thing. Here's what I would have done. If AT&T Stadium was filled uh, because of, you know, let's say all-star game stuff. Well, then just do it the week after. And I am right about that, by the way. I did get that right. The Omni Hotel, where the SEC media days are going to be in Dallas, is a mile down the road from where the Mavericks play. So they probably didn't want to be in that area. But obviously, AT&T Stadium's in Arlington, which is 20, 30 minutes away. If the conflict is then the Major League Baseball All-Star game, then just do it the week after. I wouldn't want to compete with SEC media days anyway, because the big national guys can't be in two places at once. And they're all going to be at SEC media days. So don't compete with them head-to-head if you don't have to. Move it the week after and stay in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Mark says, hanging out in Nevada heat with a sweaty Pete Mundo. You're not selling me on this. Uh, Mark, I'm not trying to sell you on this. That's Brett Yormark's job. (laughs) Get a VIP pass to Big 12 Media Days and watch me sweat interviewing, you know, the third string linebacker at BYU. God bless him. And uh, then running to my hotel, throwing my bag on the bed and running down to the uh, casino. Sounds like a great time. But you know what? Maybe we'll do that as our own Heartland College Sports VIP experience. Who needs the Big 12 for that? You can just join us. That sounds like a... Well, now, now I'm on to something, by the way. Now I'm really cooking. So uh, speaking of what we've got coming up and things happening, I do want to mention this. Uh, we are doing on our website at Heartland College Sports uh, what we're calling Big 12 Bowl Mania. You're competing against the Heartland College Sports staff in a Big 12 Bowl Mania. So go on to our forums. It's free to sign up. You don't have to sign up. Go to the Big 12 football section, and you'll see Big 12 Bowl Mania. And you're going to rank your bowl games based on how confident you are from 1 to 9. We're going to tally up the points, and the top three winners are going to get Heartland College Sports merchandise. So we hope you'll join us for that. Go to heartlandcollegesports.com, click on the Members Forum tab at the top, and make sure you hop on. It's going to be a lot of fun. you got to be in by Saturday night at 8.15 before the Texas Tech game. That's the first Big 12 bowl game of the season. So get on there now, heartlandcollegesports.com, Members Forum tab, sign up, it's free, and join our Big 12 Bowl Mania. Uh, This was a lot of fun, guys. Thanks, as always, for being here, for joining us. Kind of off the cuff, uh, but I had to call out all these, you know, uh, clickbait folks and then also have some fun with you and answer the questions. Have a great night. We appreciate you guys, and we'll talk to you soon on heartlandcollegesports.com. Take care. See you later.